For show two things for certain, I go by the simple name of Marquis Skinny Avert, and this is another episode of the Respect It or Check It podcast. I am sitting here with one of my favorite people, a good friend of mine, a social media monster, uh, someone who has for years uh, gotten it out of the mud in Columbus, uh, and is now at the the very top uh, top <laughs> echelon. And so I'm so glad that she. Uh, thought it not robbery to be here and to uh, sit down with me uh, for a moment. So uh, join me in welcoming Kirsten King. Thank you for having me, Marquise. How are you? I'm good. I love that intro. Yeah, that's, that's nice. Yeah, you know that's a uh, C uh, Black put that together in a in a in a couple of hours, and oh. yeah, it didn't take long. And so uh, he actually was a, a a guest on the show. So if you heard that interview, go back and check out the C Black interview. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, let me tell you something. I, I know that I had done D30 radio a few times, mm-hmm. uh, and I always had an amazing time. I know that uh, I did uh, one of the episodes with you and Bree uh, yeah. back back in the days, uh, over a decade ago when uh, I had DK as an artist. Right. And then uh, I did the uh, uh, Real Talk with Shaquille show. Uh, and so it's always been a, a, a blessing uh, to, to be a part of, of, of what you had going on. I know when I ran for city council, you created a a hell of a video oh, for me, definitely. Uh, interviewing some folks that were there and just uh, really highlighting the work. Uh, you worked with a lot of uh, elected officials in the city, uh, helping them to get elected. Uh, you actually are reffing right now one of my personal homeboys, Rostin Jared. Oh, yes, that's one of my clients, one of my amazing clients, great um, criminal defense attorney. Yeah, shout out to him. You need some criminal defense work, then, then give him a call. Definitely call him. Let me ask you a question. I want to hop into this. Mm-hmm. Tell me about growing up in Tarleton, Georgia. Oh, my God. Growing up in Tarleton, Georgia, I, I loved it. I mean, of course, that's all I knew because mm-hmm. that's where I was um, born and raised. But it's it's a real small country town, and everybody there is like family. Oh, yeah. So um, it's just a real humble experience growing up in the country. Small town, everybody walking bare feet outside, right. sitting on the porch under the shade trees, eating fish sandwiches, people riding by blowing their horns. So mm-hmm. that's the type of vibe it is in Thomas. So, you know, one grocery store at the time, we had to just come to Columbus for everything that we wanted. But, yeah, the country is where it's at. Now, how long have you been in Columbus? From How long has it been since you moved from down there? When did I come to Columbus? I think it was 2007, I think. Okay. Okay. Nice. 
Oh yeah, that's around the time things were was, was shaking up around here. Yeah, it was just getting started. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I know that down there in Tarleton, you're like a celebrity. Uh, you come down there every year and you bless the community with thousands of toys and food and uh, entertainment and and so much other stuff. Uh, how does it feel to be from a place and and to be in a position where God has blessed you so tremendously that you're able to go back and to uh, give back to that community that gave so much to you? It feels really good because I don't really, uh, my mom, most of my, my immediate family, my mom and my sisters, they're here in Columbus, Georgia, but I still mm-hmm. have family in Geneva. But it does feel really good to go back and be able to give instead of take. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. kind of like um, they'll see me on social media doing a lot of things here in Columbus. And so I just felt that it would be really good to go back, show my face and give back, and also give businesses here in Columbus and also in the Tarbell County area the opportunity to align with a great cause to make it bigger every year so it's always a good feeling because I get to see like um old classmates or you know family and friends that I haven't seen in a while that just come out to support so mm-hmm. it's a it's a very heartwarming experience let's let's talk about uh your experience moving to Columbus and getting involved into promotions uh, because by the time you were moving to Columbus in 2007, I, I would have been in junior or uh, senior in high school. So I was just ready to get, get started. Uh, what was it like for you? And, and how did you come upon uh, uh, D30? It's so crazy, Marquise, because um, I went to a party in Talbotton, Um I knew Looney T at the time. You know Looney T. Oh, right? yeah. Jason. So he invited me to a party in Talbotton. And at the time, I really didn't know JB, Soup Shop Boys, Mike Soul, none of them. So they were at this party. And they were like, you, you from Geneva? I was like, yeah. They were like, you don't look like you're from Geneva. You know how JB was crazy. Right. So he invited me to Columbus to some of the parties and stuff. That I think at that time, he was at Club Zazabar on Benavista Road. Oh, you don't took it back. Yeah, I took it way back. <laughs> and um, also Breakers on um, Milgen Road at the time. So he invited me to come out, you know, to some parties and stuff. And at the time, he had Super Shop Sunday, so mm-hmm. he was shouting me out on the radio. He was like, girl, you need to come outside. I was like, dang, I'm at the celebrities in Columbus. Right. So that's kind of how I got into it. I started um, coming down to support JB and I met Michael Soul, Double O Key, DJ Stone. All the homies. I met, I met the main people. Right. You know, God just lined it up like that. And so when I started working with JB, I started out like street team, passing out flyers, working the door for him at the club, you know, counting the money for him, doing right. a little promoting on MySpace and stuff like that. On and, MySpace. Um, on MySpace. <laughs> and um, that's just kind of how I got started. We were at After Five one night, and JB was like, um, at the time it was um, one of my friends, Falana. She had a dirty third. She was turning 30. So we had her uh, um, Dirty 30 birthday party at mm-hmm. After Five, and it was so packed. And JB was like, y'all should do Dirty 30 Entertainment. Wow. So we was like, oh, Okay. So the next thing we know, the next Sunday on the radio, he all on Super Shot Sunday talking about Dirty 30 Entertainment, Kira's the Falana Trees, Oh, Tasha. wow. So we were like, what are you talking about? So it just kind of started from there. It's basically something that he birthed, like an all-female promotion team. And so it started I out, never knew that story. Yeah, it started out with four of us. Um, and then from there, you know, it's kind of like once you start getting in it, you see how real it is. You know, mm-hmm. it's nightclub, it's 
it's a lot. It's a monster. It's a monster. So um, a lot of them, they didn't really like that type of um, lifestyle. And for me, you know, it, it just worked for me. So right. I just hung in there. Right. I want to talk about that for a second. Then I want to jump to something else you said. But let's talk about that lifestyle for a second. Uh, I think that people see the glamour in it that, you know, oh, you are always at the party and you making money <laughs> and you, you know, that's all they see, party and making money. Mm-hmm. But what all else from your point of view does that entail? Ooh, the party and I, I would, to me, it's never a party when you're the promoter. Right, it's money. It's money. Right. Because you watching the door, you watching right. the security, right. you try to make sure ain't nothing going on. Right. So, um, the things that people don't see is just the promotion, the you know, the, mm-hmm. the blood, the sweat, the tears that you put in to get the people into the club. And nightclub promotions and stuff, that's just a grimy business. It Point is. blank, period. It's it real is. grimy. It's real cutthroat. You know, your DJ might rock with you this week. Next week, he might want 500 extra dollars. Might not show up <laughs> might at not all. Might not even show up <laughs> at all. Um, you got your security guards. They might be stealing your money off the cut line. Right. So, I mean, it's just a different type of... Um, it's a different type of lifestyle, and it, it definitely takes a lot of um, focus and really being around the right people to have mm-hmm. a successful club night. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, especially the part about it being grimy. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things is because it's money being made and because Columbus is so small that it's only usually one or two places where people are going. Right. And so if you're making all the money, then people are hating on you, and you don't you don't realize why people are hating on you, but right. it's because you're you taking all the clientele. Uh, but I, I think that... It also it builds character quickly. It does. Uh, <laughs> it, it, because you realize it's a dog eat dog world. It is, and and only the strongest survive. Period. Yes, <laughs> you know if you ain't got that mentality that we don't get it in the mud and and, and we don't you know what I'm saying we don't make it happen by any mean cause right. by any means necessary then you don't get ran over. Definitely, that is one thing that JB taught me as I began to grow with him and doing the club nights. He was like, "You a female? You a you a nice looking female?" So first, rule number one. Put your emotions in your pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, don't take nothing personal. Rule number two, you can't sleep with all these men. Mm-hmm. So for a female, it's a little bit harder because you're in a male-dominated industry. Right. But it does build character. And as for a female, it teaches you to kind of like not take no shit. You know what I'm saying? None just, at all. You just got to be point blank, period. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And that taught you that, that no take, don't take no shit. That taught you being <laughs> what you know now in life, right? Right. It really taught me. I, I thank God for it being that way, you know, starting out in the club and then the promotions and then to the businesswoman because it really taught me, you know, dealing with men. I think if you, if a woman can work with men, mm-hmm. I think she can work with anybody. Mm-hmm. Because to me, it's easier working with men because they just straight to the point you know right. it's about that check it's about that money but with women it's a little more personal but when you have your mindset focused on the goal and on the money a lot of the personal stuff it just kind of goes to the side right it, it, i don't think i'm just here for the money i'm just here for the money i, I ain't don't care here for, how you feel. for the drama how you right. feel for the and, and and that's why i oftentimes say i've never been to a crown party because i was never there to to party right. i was there to make me a few dollars and, and if you had a good time you know okay but i was there to make some money exactly uh and so it actually like you said and that's why i said it, it's actually true that 
it makes you into a whole nother person where you don't take that for nobody. Right. Uh, and so that's it's one of the reasons why I carry myself the way I do now is I don't play that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I, because I was a kid being attacked by grown men because I was making all the money. Yeah, money. You know what I'm saying? And so I want to go back on something you said. Tell me, let's go back on uh the on JB. Okay. I know that y'all were extremely close, uh, and it 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 hit the community extremely hard when JB passed in 2016. Mm-hmm. What did JB mean to you, and and what did you think JB meant to this community? Man, to me, he was. Oh my God, he was like everything. He was like that big brother that I never had, mm-hmm. and the fact that he, you know, saw something in me that I really didn't see in myself at the time. It just means so much. Like, he really gave me the game, like, Mm -hmm. honestly. Like, he taught me things that people would never, you know, pour into others. And so, for me, he was just always that, you know, that person you could call on if you had an idea Mm -hmm. or if you needed anything. So, he was just, I think he was just really like an angel, honestly. Like, he was, he was, man, when when he died, it just... That shook me. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes mm-hmm. I still, it's still like it happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. But for the community, he was like um, a legend mm-hmm. because I think that he did things that a lot of people cannot do and would never be able to do as an African-American young man, you know, especially in the promoting industry and concert promotions and stuff. And not to mention all of the things that he did to give back to the community, how Mm -hmm. JB was the type of person everybody knew him. It was never nowhere that we would go and he didn't know somebody. It doesn't matter if they were black, white, blue, green, dog. He talked to everybody no matter where we went. So, um, he meant a lot to the community, and mm-hmm. I mean that that just spoke volumes when he passed. How big his funeral was, you know, it was mm-hmm. at the Civic Center, and there were hundreds of. I people I think that was there. the first funeral at the Civic Center. Yes, that was the very first one, mm-hmm. and it was uh, so many people, mm-hmm. and you know, not just in Columbus, but everywhere. You know, you got right. national artists that were reaching out, mm-hmm. and he was just loved by everybody. And it takes a lot of a lot of of, of time. Uh, and dedication to build that type of love in Columbus because Columbus don't love easily. They don't. And, you know, that's another thing I'm thankful for because I'm not from Columbus, but moving here and um, starting my business, like a lot of people, they do complain about, I don't get support Columbus, but that's never been my story. You mm-hmm. know, I get a lot of love and support to not be from here, mm-hmm. but some people that are here don't get that love and support. So, yeah, I think it's all about your your grounding and who you are as a person and who you surround yourself with as well. Because mm-hmm. with being with JB, it kind of gave me a lot of, um, it's kind of like he vouched for me. You know, I mm-hmm. still run into people. I ran into a lady at Columbus Waterworks. You, Kirsten, you JB little sister. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? So it's like when you have someone that has a great character that you've associated yourself with, it's almost like people expect you to be just as good as them, if not better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, 03 was kind of that to me, mm-hmm. that when I started out uh, promoting, I could go to him with ideas, or he would come to me and say, hey, skin it, don't do that. Now, right. Uh, you know, and he was that big brother that I didn't have. Uh, him and Incognito and Lil D, people that were willing to, and Michael Soul and, yeah, JB and Double O and Stone, people that were willing to invest in me, 
uh, from a year early age because they saw something in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you really don't realize the position people play in your life until, you know, some time has passed by. Right. Uh, but you never forget those people that gave you a shot when nobody else will, mm-hmm. you know, that opened the door for you and allowed for you to stand on their shoulders. Definitely. And I kind of want to switch and, and turn into another angle. Okay. Uh, and you have uh, raised two very uh, beautiful kids uh, as a single mother. Uh uh, how is that relationship with your kids? I know that that uh, y'all look like y'all all are about the same age. Uh, <laughs> Thank I, you. <laughs> how is that? How how? Because when I first saw them, they were itty bitty. Yes. Uh, and to see them as grown adults now in college and going to 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 the army, I, I'm proud of them just from afar off. So I know that you have to be proud of them. How has that relationship been? Man, me and my kids are like best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, they're my babies. I love them. Um. The single parenting journey for me, it was, it was, I can't say that it was rough, mm-hmm. but it was, you know, definitely purposed. And I think that being a single mother and raising them, um, it kind of just birthed me into the woman that I am today. Mm-hmm. Like me and my kids talk to me about everything and anything. Um, I've tr- just, you know, tried to raise them in a way where um, the things that I didn't know as a child or the things their fathers didn't know as a child, I try to equip them with those things. And I just try to, you know, empower them. You know what I'm saying? Try mm-hmm. to keep them on the right path. So we, me and my kids have an amazing relationship. Like, I'm so very proud of them now because they could be doing a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. As you know, you know, kids 18, 19, and 20, you know, the girls are pregnant or the boys are mm-hmm. in gangs or, you know, whatever the case may be. Right. But I'm just so blessed that as a single mother, you know what I'm saying, they are really doing Don't something Don't make me positive. shout in here. Man, look, it's, it, and it's hard, you know, especially raising a young man mm-hmm. as a single mother. That was the challenge for me, you know, raising my son alone. Mm-hmm. So I thank God for my village. I was just about to yes. say that an uh, 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 incredible village. Incredible village. And I tell people all the time, you know, especially single moms, your your son's football coach or his basketball coach or his teacher, you know, the bus driver, mm-hmm. those, that's your village. Right, exactly. Sometimes your village don't look like what you want to look like. What you expected like. to look right. like. Right, mm-hmm. so I'm thankful for those people. And also, you know, mentors that have mentored him along the way from, I remember DJ K Flow mentored him with DJ mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Michael Soul is mentored him. So people that were my friends, you know, JB, mm-hmm. all of them poured into my kids. And right. I think that's just the beauty of how God aligns people, you know, divine connections, because a lot of times it's not just for you, mm-hmm. but it can also be for people that are attached to you. Mm, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And you haven't just, you know, uh, talked about, uh, you know, what single motherhood has meant to you, but you've actually, uh, you actually do a lot of programming, uh, whether it's the mother-son uh, dance, whether it's the uh, single uh, mother's breakfast that you conduct. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've actually uh, done a lot of work with trying to help out single mothers and also uh, to help build a, a, a better black family unit, right. in a sense. Uh, uh, closer connections between mothers and sons. Right. Uh, you know, if I was a little younger, you know, I would have took my girl down there. Uh, oh, but I, I was a little too old to attend the, the mother-son uh, yeah, dance. They be lit in now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I also want to talk about, um, I also want to talk about uh, your way into finding yourself into 
uh, your current position, uh, well, you're involved in so many projects and, and, and you know, uh, involved in so many discussions and invited in different rooms and sitting at the table. Uh, what do you say to, to young people that have a vision of, you know, I want to do something with my life. Uh, I don't really know what it is, but I know God has called me to something. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, do, what do you say to those people about identifying your purpose and walking in that passion? Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, whatever it is that you find yourself doing that you don't necessarily have to be paid for. You know, mm-hmm. that one thing that you're just always doing, 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 no matter what you find yourself doing that one thing. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, praying and asking God, you know, if you know God is calling you to do something, He's going to tell you what that thing is. Absolutely. And so I think the biggest thing is starting, you know, mm-hmm. taking that first step. And once you take that step, it may not look like what you think it looks like with that first step. Mm-hmm. But along the way, you know, with his guidance, he'll lead you to that ultimate purpose. Mm-hmm. It, like you said, it's the first step. And so many people are paralyzed by fear. Right. Uh, the fear of the unknown. Uh, and also when you start something, I think that a lot of people, they get the, discouraged because their support doesn't look like, you know, what they thought it would. They thought that their friends and their family would be supporting their business. But if you're walking in the will of God, God will send Come you your now. customers. He'll send you your people. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. Always. And, and I think that that's important for people to realize is that, that you just have to get started, like you said. Mm-hmm. You just have to believe that, that, that uh, what you're doing, if it's in the will of God, that God will provide. Uh, and it's also what you said about if it's something that you want to, that, that you could do for free. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things like, like I identify with that you ain't got to pay me a dollar to, to, for me to get up and want to fight for black folks. You know what <laughs> right, I'm saying? Right. You ain't got to give me a nickel. Right. And I'll be out there all day on the corner. Now you will in the rain. You know what I'm saying? I'll send you in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm committed. Right. And, and like you said, when, when you're committed to something, then you're not looking at the money. Right. And, and the, the money will come later. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the credit and the, and the, the accolades will come later. But just do what you're supposed to be doing right now. Definitely. And I add on to that, how do we, um, so many people, they spread themselves so thin. Mm-hmm. They, they, they doing this and this and this and this and this and this and ain't doing nothing right because they doing eight things all at the right. same time. Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. How do you, how do we convince people to uh, focus on one thing instead of trying to spread themselves too thin? I would say get your, I mean, you you just have to have a vision. You know, you mm-hmm. have to have a clear vision. And I know sometimes, like you said, people start something and then they'll stop because it doesn't look like what they want it to look like. Right. That's the whole key within it all. You know, mm-hmm. just going, like with me, I started out as a club promoter, working at the door at mm-hmm. after five, making mm-hmm. no money. But that doing that led me to a bigger purpose. I mm-hmm. didn't know what that purpose was for me being in the club five days a week. Mm-hmm. But God was building my platform. Right. And then he shifted. And so when he shifted to business, the people were already there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you don't have to do a thousand things to be somebody. Mm-hmm. You can do one thing and do that one thing great and stay the course. And if you want to do multiple things and add multiple streams, just make the streams make sense. Just make one stream. Like everything that I do, people say, Oh, you do a lot, but everything that I do ties back to my purpose or it ties back to marketing and advertising. It's mm-hmm. never too far outside of those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I, I think that, that 
You are absolutely right about that. Uh, you oftentimes teach courses on social media. How did you uh, uh, get uh, uh, so acclimated to social media that, you know, you, you were willing to show others how to use it? Because a lot of people, especially older people, don't realize how important social media is as a tool for getting word out about your business or your event. Um, I started with, it's just crazy because it's nothing that I set out to do. Mm-hmm. Again, doing the promotions, you know, when Facebook became popular, trying to get people in Mario's. When we started promoting at Mario's, it was empty. Mm. So the only tool we had, you know, was social media. We didn't use a lot of radio. We mm-hmm. didn't use a lot of billboard. You know, we weren't doing all that stuff back then. We was just solely on social media. So And that thing was packed in. That said thing it. was packed. <laughs> so um, when Mario's closed... I had to do something. So God told me, you know, take what you take, how you built that club night and teach other people the same strategy. So once I figured out the strategy and the formula, then I began to um, offer it to other business owners. So that's kind of how I got into the whole social media thing, because I think I started right at the time when Facebook was really beginning to get popular and we were using it to promote like the, um, after five or Mario's or different concerts that JB was having. So everything was just purpose and it just kind of aligned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that that's great. I still, and even though I come out of the, the MySpace generation and, and, and promoting there and Facebook, I still struggle sometimes with social media. I think one of my struggles with social media is that I feel like we oftentimes put too much of our business on social media. Man, yeah, and sometimes I just want to be alone. Right. I don't want you to know where I'm going. I don't, I don't need you to know where I'm at. Right. You know, every now and then I pop my head in, hey, y'all, I'm good. But, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, especially over the last year, I, I kind of slid back on social media uh, because since I was a kid, I had always been in this public light. Right. Uh, and so I kind of wanted to step back in and, and figure out what Marquise wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Ended up uh, getting a new job and ended up taking the LSAT and ended up started to running uh, and ended up, uh, you know, researching my genealogy and oh, wow. discovered so many other hobbies and, and things to do that did not involve social media. Right. Uh, but as stated, social media has a, a, a big part uh, and what we are seeing now with e-commerce and online stores and uh, the ability to to get out words uh, about events and uh, all type of, of good things. So I'm just so proud of the work that you've been able to do. Like you said, you just got to Columbus 15 years ago, 16 years ago. Uh, and for the last decade or more, you've been killing it at the top Thank of the you. game, you know, when promotions and marketing is brought up in Columbus. You think about Kirsten King and hey, you gotta reach out to her if you, you know, you want it done right. Uh and I'm also grateful uh for the example you set with young girls with your When I Grow Up program. Uh and uh teaching young girls life skills and uh offering them uh keynote speakers who could pour into them. Mm-hmm. Uh uh I think that that's what our uh, purpose is, is a lot line with is, is how do we ensure uh, that we're passing down those skills and those resources that we're learning? Right. 
I definitely agree with that. That was one of my, um, I had an interview a couple of weeks ago and she asked, you know, what was that one, what is that one thing that makes you so proud? And I was like, believe it or not, it's not about the business. It's about, it's not about the money, but it's about, you know, when I had those sessions for when I grow up, when parents would drop their kids off with me when they were big and like, when you going to do the next one I grow up mm -hmm. and the, just to see like kids like Zabria, mm -hmm. Destiny, mm -hmm. Val, like young girls and now they're in college some have graduated college that came through when I grow up right. and you know that just shows me that you know our purpose is so much bigger than what we think you mm -hmm. know we think it's about the money we think it's about the business but no God gives us the platform to be able to edify him and mm -hmm. to be able to like you said so into the youth because they are the ones that's coming up behind us so it's that you know giving back and really empowering young ladies and young men as well to be great Mm-hmm. There's a, a, a feeling about that that you receive about giving back that's yes. that's unexplainable. Mm -hmm. Uh to know that God has blessed you enough to whether it's your time or your resources right. or your talent, but just to be able to 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 use your gifts to help somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's the last question I wanna I wanna hit on is uh you're a very spiritual person. Tell me about your walk with God and how your relationship with God has made you into the person that you are today. My walk with God has been it's, I was raised in church. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we was always in church. It, it wasn't no way One of them good Baptist churches. Baptist church, you know, Sunday school, vacation Bible, school, <laughs> praise team, oh, yeah. Easter speeches, oh, yeah. pastor support, all that. So, mm -hmm. um, my walk with God has just really, I, it's just, I can't really even explain it. You know, I just feel like without him, there would be no me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know a lot of people do a lot of things off of the law of attraction and things of that mm -hmm. nature. Mm -hmm. But for me, you know, being a single mom, I knew that I had to really um, get a real relationship. Well, like I had to really get to know him for myself mm -hmm. when it was time for me to take care of my kids by myself. And then when I had goals and dreams and things that I wanted to see happen, I knew that I had to really, you know, get serious. I had to talk to him. I had to learn how to pray. I had to serve. I had to worship. I had to tithe. And, you know, there have been times when I would, you know, fall off wayside we all know, do we absolutely but you know um my spiritual walk with God is very important you know I tell people all the time no matter what it is I don't care where we at I'm gonna say something about God right because that's just me that's just the person that he's been he's been so good you gotta he tell somebody so, you gotta else. tell somebody and that's what he wants us to do like if people are looking at you and they feel like you're successful or they feel like you know you're you're I'm a great single mother they want to know how do you do it mm-hmm God wants you to be able to tell them God. Mm -hmm. So it's for me, you know, my, my spiritual walk with God, it's just been amazing. It's, it's been a great, you know, just a learning. Even mm -hmm. now, you know, transitioning from having my kids home with me to becoming an empty nester. Now I'm having to find my new purpose because mm -hmm. everything has really been surrounded around my kids. So mm -hmm. now i got to find my whole new life again. <laughs> <laughs> now i got to figure out what I like to do, but... I won't be able to do that unless I have a relationship with God so right. that he can give me my new purpose right. and reach new levels. So right. Me and God, we cool. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, and you you see exactly why I invited Kirsten to the Respect of the Check It podcast. Uh, tell the people where they can find you. They can find me on Facebook at Kirsten King. I'm um, KKO Marketing on Facebook as well. Kirsten KD30 on Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok. I'm everywhere, Kirsten King. You are. Feel free to reach out to Kirsten about any 
uh, promotions of marketing need for either you or your business, church, or organization. Uh, she has great affordable rates, uh, and she also does so much in the community. So I'm glad to have her here. I'm glad that we uh, were able to to talk and, and that she thought it not robbery to sit with me for a minute. This is Respect It or Check It Podcast. I'm Marquis Skinner Averett, and we'll see you next time. Respect it or check it. Real conversations by real issues from politics to overpopulated prisons. Respect it or check it. Real great debates about real topics like greed, poverty, and what can we do to stop it. Respect it or check it.